1: With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by EmPRISE Bank, your partner in possible.
2: What's up, everybody? Not the result that Chiefs fan wanted after they lost to the Bills, twenty-four to twenty, Sunday afternoon at Arrowhead Stadium. But there's a lot to talk through with that game. Appreciate you for tuning into this episode of KCSN Update, your daily Chiefs video and podcast from us here at KC Sports Network. I'm BJ Kissel, and it's Monday, which means we're going to be doing our stock up, stock down report with ESPN's Matt Miller in just a couple of minutes. But first. Look at this game. The Bills offense averaged 6.2 yards per play. The Chiefs offense averaged 6.3 yards per play. It was always going to be a slim margin for error in this one for either team. And let's be honest, the Bills just went out and made more plays, had fewer mistakes. Even look at third down conversions. Both teams went four for 11. This game was so evenly matched against two of the best teams in the NFL that if you're a Chiefs fan, you're going to be bummed out. There are definitely things down the road that could make this uh, a little trickier, having to go on the road to Buffalo to play in the AFC title game. Most um, obviously, but in general, these two juggernauts of the NFL getting after it, and it was just a matter of who was going to make that one or two plays that was going to make all the difference in this game and the bills give them all the credit in the world they went out and made those plays so uh right now let's bring on matt miller uh to talk about this one and give us his stock up stock down um matt man what was your reaction and just your kind of overall feeling after watching that game yesterday between the chiefs and bills
1: yeah bj i think you know we saw the two best teams in the nfl go head to head and Mm -hmm. we've i you know we saw them twice last year the bills win Uh, Week five at Arrowhead, I was at that game. um, And then we saw what happened in the playoffs, you know, the iconic 13 seconds uh, game. So I think it's just, this is what's expected. And I'm not the first person to say this. I won't claim this is a unique or independent thought, but it does feel like we're seeing the next generation of Brady versus Manning, where there were so Mm -hmm. many of those great battles back in the day. And I, I think in this reactionary culture that we live in, everyone wants to rush to get on social media or tv or a podcast and talk about one player is better than the other and I think what what happens with Buffalo Kansas City is as you mentioned with the yards per play these two teams are so evenly matched it's almost just I I told my wife last night sitting on the couch watching the game it's like it it truly does feel like this game will come down to just who makes the mistake because both teams are so great and maybe that that sounds oversimplified a lot of football games are who makes the mistake but you know, that fantastic performance. I hope we get to see these two teams play again in January. It'll probably be a Buffalo because of the win yesterday. But uh yeah. man, the NFL needs more games like that one. But-
2: yeah, I think that was exactly what the NFL wanted. And I think anyone who went into that game thinking the Chiefs were just gonna blow out the Bills, um, you know, no, it wasn't that was going to be the, that was not gonna <laughs> no. be the case. If anyone no. did think that, I should say. Um, but yeah, I think you know, for Chiefs fans, there's there's a silver lining here in that, you know, Willie Gay didn't play in the game. Trent McDuffie right. didn't play in the game. Hopefully, you know, Josh Williams, who had a tough game, hopefully he learns from that. And all the, the things that have been said about Josh Williams since the moment, you know, he was at training camp and all the coaches and teammates. That he's the kind of player that's going to, you know, bounce back or at least learn from those experiences. You can't play that many rookies against right. <laughs> in that kind of moment and not have games like that. Uh, we knew that things like this were going to happen when the Chiefs were going to put that many rookies in the de- in the defensive backfield, especially. And then especially going up against Josh Allen and Buffalo and Gabe Davis and Stephon Diggs. I mean, it's not going to get any more difficult than the matchup that they had yesterday. And the Chiefs went toe-to-toe with, again, yeah. from a like, measuring stick. That's as good as it's going to be. And that is, again, what like you just said, two of the best teams in the NFL. So uh, while I'm bummed as a diehard Chiefs fan that they didn't win that game, I'm encouraged that it was just a handful of plays. Harrison Butker missed a field goal. Right. Patrick Mahomes, the, the first interception that was forced a little bit after converting on fourth down, that was going to come back and hurt them in a really close game. And so you expect Patrick Mahomes to, to make big plays. Those are kind of the – you live with those moments with Patrick Mahomes because he makes plays like that all the time. So – um, for chiefs fans, before we get into the stock, stock up, stock down, and I'm not trying to, you know, throw Kool-Aid on this cause it was frustrating to, to lose that game, knowing what a win could have done for you. Um, but I'm not discouraged at all on what, by what we saw with the chiefs going up. And again, when you looked at it on paper, two top offenses, but then on the defensive side, it's the best defense. I mean, Von Miller was the difference in that yeah. game. If you want to find yeah. one player, Von Miller was the difference because the Chiefs could not get any pass rush unless they blitzed, which has been a storyline for them from the beginning, not to get into our stock up, stock down stuff. But Von Miller ended up being the difference in that game. So if, what is your message to Chiefs fans who might be bummed out or frustrated coming off that loss?
1: Yeah, I think something that, that is, you know, almost a, a – you know, a big part of what the Patrick mahomes of the Chiefs are is that sometimes you need to lose in order to realize what's not working. Because I feel like over the past several seasons, Mahomes has been so good that he covers up a lot of mistakes, and then you roll into the postseason, and you have these glaring issues that have just been washed over by a great quarterback or a great head coach, and they don't get addressed. So we'll get into it, I think, with stock up, stock down. But play on the offensive line, Not very good last night, especially on the outside. I thought the interior did okay. Uh, And then what we saw on the defensive side of the ball. These are areas that Mahomes by himself, Travis Kelsey by himself, can't cover up. Uh, It's a tired uh, kind of trope at this point, but Tyreek Hill is not there to save this offense anymore. It's going to be more methodical. There are going to be longer drives to where you you can't expose yourself to some of the things we saw last night. So I think that all that negativity is to say, Andy Reid and this coaching staff, Patrick Mahomes and, and the leaders on this team, they will get things fixed to where you're four and two. You can still go 15 and two and be the number one seed in the AFC. You're still a Super Bowl contender, one of a handful of teams that actually looks like a Super Bowl contender right now. So I think as, as you know, frustrating and as you know, heartbreaking as a loss can be for fans, it's only week six and there's a lot of room for things to get fixed right now.
2: I need to constantly remind myself, Matt, that I picked the Chiefs to go like 12 and 5, but every time they get ready to play, I'm like, oh, they're going to win this game. So I predict them to go 17 and 0 week by week, but at the, be- right. at the beginning, it's like, hey, they're going to go like 12 and 5. So right. uh, this is one of those ones. Again, you're not happy about it. There's definitely things to fix, to your point, but it feels like uh, they're not that far off. They don't have to make these wholesale changes. Um, right, and that and that's the team that you got to beat. You just went up against what you're going to have to see to get to the Super Bowl. I mean, that's that's the stick. So, um, Matt, what's for as far as stock up, stock down? What's your uh, Let's start with stock up. Let's start with a little positivity. Good news. Uh, good who's news. a stock up for? Yeah,
1: yeah. But let's go to the wide receivers. You and I have been on here mm-hmm. every Monday talking about hey, let's somebody need to step up at the wide receiver position. Uh, we saw it. Juju Smith Schuster had his best game as a Kansas City Chief. Uh, arguably his best game in a couple of years. Yeah, there was the personal foul, the penalty for taunting. You got to be a little bit smarter. You kind of, that's kind of what comes with the territory of getting a guy like Juju, but I thought he played fantastic. Miko Hardman had a good game. So we started to see some more of that. of Some of these guys getting incorporated into the offense. know, Mahomes throwing for over 330 yards, two touchdowns. That's, That's where you need this offense to be. So I think you could say uh, if you're looking for kind of a silver lining to a close loss, the wide receivers did play very well yesterday. And even, you know, Sky Moore had that one great catch and run. Uh, I I think we're starting to see, you know, who who Mahomes trusts. You know, it's not a 15 target game for Travis Kelsey. We, We start to see things get spread out a little bit more.
2: That was one of the best throws I've seen from Patrick Mahomes in a really long time that people probably won't talk about. I think Mitch Schwartz may have mentioned it on social media. I think I saw after the game, um, but the throw he had to sky more uh, on the far outside hash across, yeah. like that was an absolute dime. There's going to be, hopefully there's a lot of angles of that throw. Cause that one was absolutely beautiful, but yeah, it was great to see Juju uh, use that size and that physicality. You know, we talked about the makeup and the, phys- the just the height and weight and just the, the yeah. difference in the chiefs wide receiver group this year. Uh, compared to years past, they're bigger, they're more physical, and you kind of saw that play out with Juju with his couple of big catches uh, in that game and the touchdown, just breaking tackles and getting down the field. Um, but yeah, I the one you know thing with McColl, and I think Tony Roma did a good job of if putting it out. And this is being really picky with McColl. We yeah. talked about how he should have flattened out the route. Right. Those are the types of things that hopefully when they're watching film and they get down and they talk about it. Um, and not that I know all the X's and O's and all those types of things, but that's a perfect example of how they can go back and watch this film and really develop McCall and just the entire group and sky Moore and all those young players can really yep. dissect those types of things, because we know Patrick Mahomes is going to get outside the pocket. He's going to make off script plays. And if they can learn and see how to kind of break off the routes and do different things to make it easier on him uh, to make some of those throws that are already going yep. to be difficult, uh, the better they're going to be.
1: And I think to your point, we've heard for 20 plus years how hard it is to play wide receiver for Tom Brady because what he (laughs) expects of you he expects you to know so much and to be able to read his mind essentially I think we're seeing that with Kansas City BJ where it's it's so hard for receivers to come in and immediately acclimate to this offense let me look at Green Bay right now it's similar situation where the way the game is played these days when you have a superstar quarterback they have a lot of freedom and they are expecting you to read openings. You're not running the route yeah. trees we ran in high school out there. It's not that simple. So I, I think that's where, as we get into more of the heart of the season, as we get deeper, it is seeing if guys like Juju can continue to acclimate and build that chemistry. But then also, on the flip side of it, we didn't see a catch from MVS yesterday. You know, We didn't see a catch from Justin Watson. We didn't see... Uh, you no. know, some of those other guys that we've been expecting to step up, uh, Jody Fortson was, uh, I don't even know that he played yesterday. So I think that's the other side of it is as much as we love this, you know, the, the changing of the guard or receiver, it is time for those guys to your point, you know, to start figuring out the intricacies so that they can become more reliable playmakers.
2: Yeah. I think it was the, the play to MVS. They got called back with Creed Humphrey, yes. uh, being down the field. I mean, again, we're talking about margin of error and plays that made all the difference. And I think even the interception uh, in the end zone went to MVS, and kind of like a 50-50 ball that Kyrie yes. Elan basically just took away from him. Uh, granted, he had better position on, you know, in front of him. But uh, again, those are just the the margin of error, the inches, you know, the game of inches, uh, and the old any given Sunday speech. Uh, that, right. You know, Always reference all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to pretend to do that, but, um, but yeah. So let's move on to, to stock down, unless you have another stock up. I don't I don't want to move along unless you're ready, Matt.
1: No, I, I think I think it's t- When you lose, it's hard to have a lot of stock ups, right? Especially when there are things, you know, like hey, Travis Kelsey was great again. Okay, he's he's probably gonna go down as the greatest tight end in NFL history. We can we can call that a stock up if we need to, but I think it's it's important to highlight things that didn't go well, not to twist the knife in for Chiefs fans, but areas of improvement. Um, I was very disappointed by the run defense back-to-back weeks. You know, Josh Jacobs had a great performance. We didn't get to talk about it because we previewed the game. Josh Jacobs had a great performance on Monday night a week ago. And and then we saw, you know, Devin Singletary was nearly unstoppable when he was running the ball. So I think that is one area where I was thinking about it this morning. You get Willie Gay back, that's going to help. You know, Mm -hmm. your run defense is is going to be improved. So that's an an easy stock down to fix is, okay, the run defense, especially – it's the inside run. You know, it's not so much the the tosses, the sweeps. It's that yeah. inside run has to to lock up. And especially, you know, as you get into the colder months, it's kind of a cliche, but you can't win in the playoffs if teams are running up for, you know, 125 yards or, or whatever it was last night. And kind of dictating, especially early in the game, the tempo that they wanted to play with.
2: It was interesting, too, because I think we talked about during the week, and I think I even made the point like, well, the Buffalo's not going to run the ball. They hadn't been running the ball all season. Yeah. Uh, Devin Singletary had averaged like eight carries a game, you know, in the first like five games. And he comes out to yeah. 17 carries. There's only, I think, eight games in his 50, 51 career games, only eight times but, as he ran the ball more than he did last night against the I team. I think so they watched
1: was- tape, you know, they I think they watched the <laughs> yeah. Raider game and they were like, yeah, maybe this will work.
2: It's always interesting to see how teams kind of do it. And I know it's 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 not either or, and it's a, it you bring all the variables in, but you know how much do offenses and when they're game planning, we do what we do versus yeah. we're gonna do what the matchup kind of dictates. Where all of a sudden Buffalo was gonna say, hey, we're not gonna throw the ball with Josh Allen, and they didn't get completely obviously away from that. Josh Allen threw for you know three hundred and you know, 29 yards and had 40 attempts. But the fact that Devin Singletary did have 17 carries meant something, and it wasn't just what we saw against the Raiders where they had an extra offensive line, and it was like, okay, they're running the ball because Darren Waller got hurt. They have an extra offensive yeah. line, and they're just going to beat us up. We weren't ready for this. I'm not going to say the Chiefs weren't ready uh, to defend the run, but I would be surprised if they were, weren't were surprised at how much yeah. Devin, Devin Singletary was getting the ball last year. You
1: yesterday. almost felt like – and I know, like – I'm I'm not the world's biggest Tony Romo fan, but I think he made a good point early in this game that it probably wasn't going to be the offensive shootout we all expected. I'm assuming mm-hmm. he heard that in coaches, you know, those meetings, those production meetings they have late in the week where, you know, Bill's coaches were probably saying, hey, we, we want to slow things down. We don't want the ball in Mahomes' hands a ton. And, and that's just – it's smart football. And I think for Kansas City, you say yeah. the same thing. of We'd rather – you know, I think we saw some aggressiveness early in the game because both teams were like, God, we got to score. Like we have the ball, we have to score, and they played a little aggressively because of that. Um, but I think anytime you have two generational quarterbacks, yeah, you probably want to run the ball, uh, keep the ball away from the opposition as much as possible. And you know, the flip side of that, Kansas City did not and could not run the ball at all. You know, it was just, yeah. it, it was a, it was almost like they didn't even try. I, I think outside of Mahomes, they were under 15 rushes on the game, which is is wild <laughs> in a 24-20 game, but. They just could not get the run established. And, you know, I'll put a lot of pressure on guys. Orlando Brown has to play better. Andrew Wiley has to play better, both in run and pass situations. I, I think that's one of the keys moving forward, especially in a division with great pass rushers. That they have to play better against the speed rush than what we saw because it wasn't just Von Miller. It was Shaq Lawson. It was Greg Russo. I mean, it was any and everybody Buffalo put out there seemed to be having some success, at least frustrating Mahomes.
2: Yeah, it anytime there was a, a third and long, it was okay, where are where's Von Miller lined yeah. up? How much help are they gonna give him? And he even saw like the highlight that everybody's gonna, you know, be showing all week and talking about how you saw know, so Jarek McKinnon come into chip and he spins inside of it. And that's not a, a unique thing. That's what a lot of pass yeah. rushers do. But if if you know you've got chip to the outside, I'm not gonna pretend to offensive line, but it's Seem to me that the whole thing is don't get beat to the inside if you know you got help to the outside. A lot easier said than done. And he's one of the best to ever do it. He's one of the best to ever do it because he can make plays like that. And you you sign him to make plays like that. But yeah, on the flip side for the Chiefs, they've got to figure out a way to get a pass rush with outside of Chris Jones. And you know, I was the biggest George Karloftis guy. I think he's had a great rookie year so far, but didn't notice him really at all in that game last night. And then same thing yeah. with Frank Clark, Frank Clark made a couple of nice plays, uh, knifing through, but consistently they've got to figure out a way to get a pressure on an opposing quarterback and not just Josh Allen, but they had moments where on the flip side, Von Miller got near Patrick Mahomes leapt over a guy and then barely grabbed his foot in a really yeah. key play in that game. But there were times that the chiefs could have brought down, uh, Josh Allen for a loss on a player, what would have been a very big defensive play and Josh Allen just got out of it. you give Josh Allen credit for that. But at the same time, you've got to have guys at those positions that finish plays. If you want to win the AFC, you want to go win a super bowl. You've got to finish some big plays. Like that. you almost need those, those
1: cleanup guys as pass rushers, you know, it's like, okay, you have Chris Jones who's disrupting the pocket. He's creating the, the pressure You need Frank Clark and George Karloftis and uh, Colin Saunders to clean up. You know, I think that's one thing we saw Buffalo do well when Von Miller was able to pressure Mahomes. It was guys like Shaq Lawson cleaning things up. It was Matt Milano being all over the field, you know, just trying to take away some of those scramble opportunities. So uh, this defense is young. It's something that you and I, again, we've talked about it this season. It's a young defense. It's going to be some learning. It's a complicated defense to play in. Uh, But I I do think they are – it's okay on Monday morning to say, all right, we've got a handful of guys that that was not their best and they, they have to step up for this team to play at their potential. And, you know, the, even, you, you know, our, your guys, Lord and savior, Patrick Mahomes, two interceptions is is not like him. And they, there yeah. were two interceptions not on tipped balls. You know, it wasn't a, a fluke mm-hmm. play. It was two passes that defenders made good, but not exceptionally hard plays on. So I think, you know, even even Patrick has to be a little bit crisper than he was yesterday.
2: Yeah, it, as much as you, Patrick Mahomes made so many plays, but then had the couple of mistakes. Same thing with Harrison Butker. It was great to get him back. Yep. The 62-yard field goal when he lined up uh to hit that one, the way that he just kind of walked away Turned from around. it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, like the moment that, the feeling that you got, as soon as I saw him kicking, I saw him turn his back, I was like, Oh, he hit that. Like mm. I didn't even have to I wasn't worried about it spinning one way or another or not getting there. Like he absolutely drilled that thing but then misses the other one yeah uh, that, that, Jimmy, a, chip called a chip shot as yeah. soon as he said it i was yeah. like no why would don't you say do that. that yeah why would you do that but uh now anytime that butker the distance isn't a thing uh but it just seems like you know chiefs kicking and missing some key field goals has happened obviously it happened against the colts game uh yeah. obviously wasn't butker but uh it's just something you kind of got to worry about now but uh matt before we talk a little bit about the future we're gonna take a quick word from our friends over at DraftKings. We're talking about that Harrison Butker, uh, just drilling that field goal, knowing that I think it was uh, 12 seconds. Uh, I was like 9, 10, 12 seconds, something like that at the end of the first half. And I can't imagine what Buffalo fans were thinking uh, when the Chiefs get the ball at the end of the first half and they're able to go down and still get a field goal. But um, if you want to make every play feel as exciting as that, uh, field goal at the end of first half with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Well, they're unbeatable offers right now. Uh, you can get as a new customer – You can make any $5 bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. And check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. And Matt, we're going to talk about this in a second, but the Chiefs are three-point favorites on the road against your San Francisco 49ers (laughs) with an over-under of 48 points. And to make things even sweeter, DraftKings says that you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KCSN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Just place a $5 bet on any football game only at DraftKings Sportsbook using code KCSN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, Matt, when you see that line, and we're looking forward now a little bit as the Chiefs get ready for that game against the San Francisco 49ers, what are the keys for the Chiefs? What do they need to fix before they go up against a team that I know you're familiar with?
1: Yeah, you better fix the run defense because you are facing a Kyle Shanahan offense, which he's pretty good at (laughs) steaming up the run game, right? So that is is the big thing. But, you know, the Niners are, are three and three. They're tied for first in the NFC West. They are one of the most injured teams in the NFL right now. So I think that is one of the keys as we sit here on Monday who's going to be out there. You know, uh, Trevarius Ward, a player the Chiefs are very comfortable very familiar with, excuse me, has been fantastic for San Francisco, but he got hurt Sunday. Uh, so I think that's so much of it. Will Nick Bosa be out there? Is there a chance Trent Williams returns uh, at left tackle? Mike McGlinchey uh, was out at right tackle. So right now the Niners are very banged up. And I, I think that showed, you know, in a, a lopsided loss to the Atlanta Falcons, they're still able to get some things done offensively. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo is Jimmy Garoppolo. You're going to get a couple touchdowns. You're going to get a couple interceptions. It's going to be inconsistent, but at times it can also, you know, it can be good enough to beat teams, um, especially when they get Debo Samuel going. Brandon Ayuk has been very good for them this year. I think somewhat unexpectedly Um, they did not run the ball well against Atlanta. They fell behind early and really had to try to throw to win. So I think that's something to watch. This is a team that much like what the Raiders did, much like what Buffalo did in the first quarter, they're going to want to run to win. Control tempo, control the clock, and try to keep the ball out of Patrick's hands. So I think the injury report is going to be a big one to watch for San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I know Kansas City's very healthy right now, uh, but you could be facing a skeleton crew, or you could be facing you know a team a lot of people believe is a Super Bowl contender.
2: Yeah. Either way, hopefully from in the Chiefs injury report regard uh hopefully you know Willie Gay will be back um his obviously being a suspension but um would like to see Trent McDuffie get back in we haven't seen much of him and we know he was going to be a big part of this the faster he can get back and get out on the field um you know going up against Jimmy G and obviously you know Debo Samuel all the guys that uh you were just mentioning but um need to get him some experience and get him ready uh yeah for the rest of the year. So he doesn't feel like a rookie by the time we get to the end of the year and we go up against Buffalo and hopefully get into the playoffs, barring everybody staying healthy and not to be too presumptuous about that. But uh, for the chiefs, you know, we've been talking about it this whole time to wrap this up, but got to be better um, at the tackles. They got to be better about protecting Patrick Mahomes in some of those big situations. They can't deliver the ball down the field. Even we talk about Tyreek and all that. They can't deliver the ball down the field if they don't have time for those routes to develop. Mm-hmm. And then defensively, got to figure out a way to get a pressure, you know, with four guys, um, outside of Chris Jones, you know, Steve Spagnuolo is going to be aggressive. It's what he does. We saw it in the red zone, going cover zero, just sending the house, uh, and it's successful, but you can't live by that consistently and not get burned just a little bit. And we saw some guys get left out on islands when it happened and those guys got, those guys got beat. Um, but hopefully they learned from that. But Matt, man, we appreciate your time. Um, you know, what, what are you working on? What can, where can people find your work right now?
1: Yeah. ESPN.com. We're doing a lot of uh, draft notebooks every Monday and every Friday. So you can get kind of a weekend recap on Monday, uh, but then on Friday, get, you know, players were watching rumors. We're hearing uh, the article that came out this past Friday. I, <coughs> excuse me, emptied my notebook about things I'm hearing about this kind of fascinating quarterback race happening in college football right now. So Uh, really gearing up for what's going to be a fantastic draft class. I know Chiefs fans are nowhere near ready to talk about the NFL draft, but it's going to be a good class. It's going to be a fun year. So we're we're definitely ahead of the curve on on figuring out who the players are this year.
2: They might not be ready, but the more you want to pump quarterbacks and and raise their stock and do all those things, we take as many first-round quarterbacks as want to be taken in the draft, that's nothing but good news. Uh, for chiefs fans and honestly you know for bills fans if we're being honest here talking about the chiefs and bills but uh matt man we appreciate your time we'll see you next time and everybody thank you for tuning into this episode whether you're watching on youtube or listening to the podcast we appreciate your support make sure to like review subscribe all that good stuff and uh yeah we'll see you next time we got plenty more content coming up this week recapping and analyzing a little bit of what we saw between the chiefs and bills and obviously looking forward to that game on sunday against the 49ers chiefs get back into the win column hopefully but we appreciate all your Hopefully, everybody's a great day. We'll see you later.
3: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that seventy-five percent of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over thirty-five, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality.